Hello everyone, my name is Scott Bruder. This is my lovely wife, Suzanne. Hello everyone. My excellent partner in life. And this is Glory to God on the Go. Uh, and we've got a great topic to talk about tonight. Yes, we are doing this tonight. And uh, first of all, I wanna give a shout out to Freedom Church and Pastor Richie and uh, Pastor Jessica. And I wanna give a shout out to Celebration Church and <laughs> Pastor Frankie and uh, Pastor Allie and say thank you so much for um, these past couple years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as most of you know, uh, Suzanne and I came back to the Lord a little over two years ago and it's been absolutely spectacular. They have been very uh, pivotal in our growth, not only as a couple, uh, but as individuals in our walk with the Lord. So um, big shout out to Celebration Church and to Freedom Church. Woo! And there's been obviously other ministers and preachers and different people, different churches we've gone to uh, just because we wanted to get, feed, uh, get fed by different wells, so to speak. Um, so tonight, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, tonight we are going to talk about our... Um, testimony right. and that leads right into marriage um, we have been married for a little over 24 years mm -hmm. and it has been awesome yes. uh, especially these last two years uh, but we're gonna get into that so uh, let's just kick it right off All and right. let's start from the beginning right so in Genesis 1 27 it says, whew, and he makes it very clear. This is the Bible. Now, my, remember, the Bible is God-breathed. So God breathed these words into men. Men wrote them on papyrus or stone back in the day. And then uh, uh, leather, uh, things were written on leather, scrolls, and then papyrus. And then, you know, obviously regular paper and so forth and so on. So um, this goes back to the very beginning. So Genesis 1, 27 makes it very clear. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Them. Them, right? <laughs> and then in Mark, and as that was old, beginning of the Old Testament, right? So we're talking about going back to the beginning. And then in Mark 10, 6, 9, now Mark is the New Testament, right? This is after Jesus has come, after Jesus has sacrificed himself, and the Lord sacrificed his only son, and he saved us of our sins, now comes the New Testament, right? So in Mark 10, 6 through 9, but from the beginning of creation, going back to the beginning of the original married couple, right? God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. That's her for me. And the two shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Now, I'm sure we've all heard that in weddings that we've been to and things like that. But for me, that is super powerful, right? Since he created us, we have been, we have been meant to be connected, man and woman man and woman, right? So if we are to be connected, then 
what does that mean for us as people? God put us on here on earth to multiply. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why he uh, uh, cleansed the world and had Noah and his sons and stepsons and, and Noah's wife, you know, repopulate the earth, right? And then he told Abraham, you will have as many generations as stars in the sky. And he, and he did. So that's powerful stuff. So unlike how our original parents started out, Adam and Eve, right? Man and wife, they linked and stand together. But they, after they, the sin was committed, right? She ate the apple. She gave it to him. He's like, why did you do that? God was like, I'm looking for you. I can't find you. And they're like, we're here, Lord. Right? So all that happened. But that is when the spiritual battle started. Because how did they fall into sin? What happened? The devil, the snake in the garden, the devil prompted her, said, you can have all this stuff if you just eat the apple. And then go give some to your man, too. And that is where original sin started. Yeah, it's, it doesn't tell us in the Bible how long Adam was here without Eve. Mm -hmm. it doesn't I looked that up. It doesn't say that, uh, you know, he... How, how long he existed without a partner and how long he was alone. It doesn't say that. So Satan could have attacked him all along, mm -hmm. all along, but he waited till the marriage was birthed. Mm -hmm. And because, uh, and he attacked her. So he manipulated her. He, he started out with a lie. He's called the father of lies. Yep. So we got to be careful for who speaks into our life. The father of lies. You got to bind him up in the name of Jesus. And, and that's so true. And that kind of goes into our testimonies because he was lying to us for years and years and years in our marriage. Now, there are obviously people out there that have been married 40 years, 50 years, and I'm sure they have obviously more experience than we do in marriage. But we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, I wanted to share this for the fact that God created man and woman to be together. Not only did they, he create them to be together, but he created them to have a covenant with him. Mm -hmm. And so it, it starts here. Your marriage, your covenant keeping love is not only between the man and woman, but it's intertwined as a threefold cord with Jesus Christ. Well, we know Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Lord are all the same. A person, right? Just in different uh, entities, so to speak. Um, and so we know that God is the supreme being. We know that he created his son to come to live on earth so he could experience life on earth. And we have the Holy Spirit that was given to us after Christ uh, ascended to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And that the Holy Spirit lives within us. So as a threefold core with Jesus Christ, that's going to be your greatest witness to your spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because without that threefold cord, you know, you're, you, you have two cords and you're pretty strong. You got three cords and they're intertwined with each other. That's like super, that's like super strong. That's almost like steel strong, it's depending on, on what you got. And, and, and it's unbreakable when you continue to fight spiritually against the different spirits and different things that can get on you. Because um, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a minute too. I'm going to get way ahead of myself to get on a rabbit trail. What, what do you got? Well, you ready to get into how it went wrong? Oh yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Um, yeah, matter of fact, we're we're there. <laughs> so, what did Satan say to um, Eve in the garden? He spoke stuff to her. He communicated things. Yes. To her. 
communicated to her pleasing thoughts. things to her ears that she was like oh that's very interesting if i can do that well then whoa that's, that's a game changer she got distracted with communication with the father of lies and the false accuser of the brethren mm -hmm. so we talked about that last week where um things can go wrong in a marriage mm -hmm. where it did go wrong in ours is communication mm -hmm. when you, you're not sharing what's on your mind what's on your heart um you're not going to the significant other mm -hmm. to help you with your internal battles or thoughts or what's going on in your life or your weaknesses. You're going to outside voices yeah. as opposed to going to the one you should go directly to with the threefold cord with God, you know, as, as Jesus, as your um, cornerstone that can't be moved. He can't be shaken. So you, you invite him into your communication and it's game on. Yeah. Satan doesn't have a chance. Yeah, he, he doesn't, Satan does not want us to create more generations. And he doesn't want to create more God-fearing, Jesus-loving children of God, right? He wants to stop that and nip that thing in the bud. So, and, and matter of fact, in today's times right now, um, Satan is, is winning um, when it comes to marriages. Uh, I heard a stat the other day that uh, back in the 60s, 61% of couples were married. And now it's like right below 50% that couples who cohabitate are married because they don't want to make that commitment. They don't. And, and, and by the way, when you're not married and you're living together and you're doing the things that you're doing, you are committing sins. You are uh, committing adultery, um, even though you weren't maybe married to another one. But you're, those, those sexual immor immorality, the sexual sins that you're committing, God does not like that. He wants a man and woman to be married so they can procreate, create a more generations of God-fearing, God-loving, Jesus-loving people, right? So the first, I had some bullet points about our particular relationship. And um, it was certain for the case that that Satan was definitely, I mean, he had us by the, the shirt collar just leading us like little puppets. Um, and the first thing that I had after... You know, the first couple of years of marriage is usually, you know, pretty good. You know, we're rock and rolling. We're doing, it's fun. Um, but then for 20 years, uh, it was pretty rough. And the one, the first thing that I put on my list of the things that we dealt with uh, was we struggled with communication. You know, there wasn't a lot of it. Or it was the wrong type of communication. I wasn't telling you everything. You weren't telling me everything. Uh, we weren't we weren't sharing. We weren't talking. We were existing, but we weren't living together, and that was terrible for us. Um, That's where um, you know the addictions covered. Mm -hmm. Where you know if we were upset, sad, or depressed, or lacking in something in mm -hmm. our marriage, in our relationship, we wouldn't talk about it because the addiction. The addictions would um, suppress mm -hmm. and and pat those down that things that we need to discuss with one another. So it would just be pushed down. Mm -hmm. Oh, we feel fine now. This is funny. Isn't this hilarious? Honey? Yeah. But didn't talk about uh, what needed to be discussed at the table. You know, so. Yeah, we didn't we didn't rely on our partnership to help us through certain situations. So we relied on the addictions to get it get us through that or suppress it like you said that's a great word suppress it push it down push it down push it down so we could get further from the surface 
or keep them further from the surface, even if it was a problem she had with me or I had with her. And, and that's not how a good marriage works. You, you got to be literally transparent, like a very clean window. And you have to be able to see out. And when you're out, you have to be able to see in. And so we weren't working together. We were working against each other. Mm -hmm. and, and in Ephesians 6, 12, this goes back to what I was going to mention earlier, is that for we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the evil forces in the heavenly realms, the spiritual forces that get on us, get in us, and, and make us not do certain things that we should be doing when it comes to a marriage and love. Taking away the things that... Um, we should not be doing anymore and, and keeping us from the things we should be doing. So, and that's Ephesians six twelve. That's actually part of the armor of God too. So that's another good, good aspect of that. But when you're not, when you have those spirits on you, they're veiling you. They're, they're closing your eyes to certain things. I know they did for me to you and. Oh, and yeah. They really uh, will blind your spiritual vision. They'll plug up your, your spiritual ears, so then mm -hmm. you can't have a, you know, an ear to hear the living word of God, or eyes to see the living word of God, or mm -hmm. even see the goodness in your spouse, or even goodness in yourself, mm -hmm. or or anyone around you. It just starts blocking and blinding everything. Yeah, totally. You know, and so you got to get those off of you. Uh, you know, one thing you said you talked about in the Bible, how it says we join together as one flesh. Mm -hmm. When you join together as one flesh. You intertwine with what they dealt with in their past and what the other person dealt with in yeah. their past. That comes all together, all into play. So then you're starting not only dealing with um, what's on your plate in your marriage, you're dealing with past situations that have not been resolved in like family or friends mm -hmm. or hearts or wounds old or rejection, yeah. old relationships. You carry all that into your marriage. If you didn't come out of agreement with it, you didn't renounce it. Mm -hmm. You didn't repent for it. Fornication prior to marriage. I hope your children aren't in the room right now. I should have probably given a warning, <laughs> but um, you know, all that follows into your marriage. Yep. If you're not, with God, seeking God, and knowing God, you won't know that. And continually growing with God. Yeah, definitely. So you got to pay attention. Not only are you joining in flesh, you're joining the spirits, you're joining the baggage, you're joining the hurts, you're joining the past rejection. It all comes with your spouse. Yep. And if you have not dealt with it outside of your marriage, now it comes into your marriage. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, when we were going through all that, there was a mutual disrespect for each other. You know, she'd say things about me to her friends, again, uh, uh, causing discourse amongst the brethren. Mm -hmm. I, we didn't know any better, right? I was saying things to my friends about her and, and, and we just, it, it just, it wasn't good. And we were reaping that because that's what we were uh, absolutely, sowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it because, was coming back at us. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, anyway, so we, we argued and challenged each other often, which led to, you know, resentment, um, anger, bitterness, hatred, mental murder. We've talked about that before. Um, you know, and, and all these things that our relationship was, was for so long, um, just the, the things that God just was like, what are y'all doing? But the devil was rejoicing because he knew that we were just, like I said, we were, we were existing through life. You know, we had the kids, we didn't want to get the D word. That's, ugh. 
And and there were times where the D word was brought up. I mean, there was no no doubt about it. Um, but obviously, you know, God had a different plan for us. Um, Thank God. Yeah, yeah. So we were just going through the motions, and 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 again, it was it was not good. We were definitely struggling. If you were on the outside looking in, we 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 looked like woo fun fun couple. But outside inside looking out, it was tough. But we were struggling for sure. So. So every situation that a marriage could go through, except for, God forbid, losing a child, we have been through almost every scenario from the worst thing you can think about to the worst thing you can think about. Unemployment, <laughs> broke, you know. Oh, and, and even Homeless worse. Homeless at it, one it, time, quickly, yeah, and, not for long. And even, even, even worse, even worse. We're not going to get into the details, but it was, it was bad. She didn't tell me things. I didn't tell her things. We're just going to leave it at that because, you know, that's just that's the way it was. And we're not looking back. You know, we're not going to look back at that. And and I'm not going to have uh, any type of uh, anger or, or I'm not going to be upset about it. We have, we have worked it out. I'll tell you what. The greatest thing we have ever could have done, which we did, thank God, is the two days or three days after we came back to the Lord, that we were brought back to the Lord, thank goodness, from our spiritual mother, we sat down in the garage, in the place where we would be sinful. Uh, we sat down in that garage and we just laid it all out on the table. Everything that she had done, she told me. Everything that I had done, uh, I had told her. And there were still, there were some lingering things that our memories couldn't bring up that we had forgotten that later on we had to, we had to tell each other. And we, we just had to get it out because we had to get those demons out of us, right? And so we could be, uh, you know, saved and, and healed from that. Mm -hmm. and, and so when we laid it out on the, on, on the table, it was like a giant earthly just weight just lifted off of both of us. And now at that point, our marriage could really start coming together. And, and it was difficult. It was tough. I did not want to tell her some of the things. She was like, you want, you want to tell me about this? You want to tell me about that? I, I was like, well, I don't want to tell you nothing. I'm not saying nothing about that. It yeah. was, it was, it was tough. It was rough. Well, it causes. But, oh, go ahead. Good, no, go ahead. It causes us to uh, be humble and meek and submit mm -hmm. to one another. Mm -hmm. We, you have to. God will take you back to the past if you have not dealt with something all the way. Mm -hmm. he, God doesn't do things just a little bit. He doesn't do it halfway. He does it all the way. Full-blown deliverance yep. is what he wants. Yep. Healed of a, a wound or a, or the devil can use it as a wedge. If there's a secret lingering in your marriage, yeah. no matter big or mm. small, you got to do it like by Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, you know, by faith, I'm going to submit, yeah. you know, to one another and pray my husband understands what I'm about to tell him. I pray my wife understands what I'm about to tell her and pray before you, you do it, you know, give it to God. You got to tell God I'm about to, I got to come clean. I got to do this. I got to make it right. Mm -hmm. And then you put it in God's hands and let me tell you. What did he work in us? Oh my gosh! Uh, wow, yeah, he, he really did work. When things that we had to tell each other, we we did not think we were going to survive. Well, we pray to God, and then we come clean with each other, and lo and behold, he just takes it. It's like he just burns it up on his altar. It's gone, and it's the it's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe the feeling when you finally get rid of um what's been weighing you down all alone. Yeah. And, and for us, 
the 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 original forgiveness was not even between us. The, the how we had to start this whole walk was she had to forgive, uh, you know, her dad and and ask for his forgiveness too. Mm -hmm. And um, and my big thing was I had to get her to forgive me. So through forgiveness and and God's grace and uh, his his love, it it set us free. And from that day amen. on, yeah, yeah, amen, hallelujah. And from that day on, it was. You know, Jesus, you are you are part of this three chord strand that, that I talked about earlier. And in Ecclesiastes 4.12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So when we pray together, it strengthens our bond and our cord. And it's, and I'll, I'll talk about praying together here in a minute, but what, you had something I know you did. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Ooh. My grace is sufficient. For you, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So, weakness so that when you come to each other and you're scared mm -hmm. or you, you have fear, you don't know how your spouse is going to react to what you're about to bring to the table and talk with them about. Mm -hmm. Just remember, God strengthens you through your weaknesses. Yes. So when you're coming and you're scared and your knees are like, oh, and your stomach you don't feel good, but you got you know it has to come out. God will strengthen you. Absolutely. When you're weak. Absolutely. And, and you have to let yourself be led by what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Um, you can't just open up the front door and say, honey, this is what I did. You know, you have to sit down. You, you should sit down, pray, talk about it, and then, you know, deliver the message. And God will... He, he will save you through that. He will bring you through that. He will walk through that fire with you. I know we've talked about that time and time again, is that he walks through that fire. But you know what? He's going to put one hand on your shoulder, one hand on her shoulder, or vice versa, and he's going to walk you through that fire so y'all both come out together at the other end, holding hands and in more love than you were before. Trust me, that's exactly what happened with our marriage. When we walked through that fire and we went through all that, um, and, and, and it's not to say that we still don't battle because the devil ain't going to give up fighting for what he wants us to do, which is not be together because we are more powerful now against him than we were ever on our own, even when we were married and on our own. Right. Mm -hmm. But now that we're married and together, he, he, mm, oh, that makes him so mad. But I, I just, I want for us to emulate, emanate so much light. And so much of God's light that when he walks near us, he's just going to walk on by. And when his spirits come at us, they're like, oh, we don't want to mess with Bruce. They love some Jesus. And, and it was just it was just like when uh, Legion, when Jesus walked up to Legion, he got off the boat, walked up to him and he said, oh, son of man, have you come to to uh, cast us out, please? You know, and, and he was like, yeah, get get out of that man. Demons don't want to mess with us. They do. They still try to. Right. But. We kick them in the shins. We like it. There's another one. Um, <laughs> if one person is suffering in the marriage, you're both suffering. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, if you're one flesh and you're intertwined and you're That's right. you're combined, um, if your partner is suffering in silence or fear or what whatever type of condition they're in, and they trust me. It's not just them that are suffering. Both of you will be suffering, mm -hmm. you know, and if you could come together just oh, talking so about good. those weaknesses, um, one can put 1,000 to flight, 
and two can put 10,000 to flight. Mm -hmm. So you gotta come together and you gotta talk. Absolutely, matter of fact, um, I remember just through the times that we went through, um, we were we were miserable together, but we were we were together, but we were still I say miserable for the most part. It was it was challenging our relationship. I know you I know you weren't happy. There was a lot, you know you're going through depression. You're going through uh, all those things that you suffered. We were I, I felt alone a lot, um, but that's so over with and it's so gone. Mm -hmm. And she kicked her in the shins. Yeah. Devil, I'm like Two you. are better than one. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's it's awesome how um, I mean we who would have thought two years, couple of months ago we would be sitting in front of you know uh, a camera talking about how much we love Jesus and how He saved our marriage. I mean we were clean and sober yeah, too. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. For a long time now. Yeah, yeah I know. Telling you, kicking, kicking devil in the shins. So when I do that, you, well, I'm kicking the devil in the shins. <laughs> so, um, there was a time in our life where I would tell people that Suzanne and I were complete opposites. And what, what, what would you say about when I'd say that? I would say that, uh, we were such complete opposites that it was unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not normal. Yeah. Right. Um, however, the old adage is opposites always attract, right? Mm -hmm. And I kept on trying to say that. So I kept on trying to promote, well, you know, she is really good at all the things that I'm bad at. And she is really good at some of the things I'm good at, but I'm good at some of the things that she's not good at, right? She's better at a lot of things that I'm, than I am. I'll give her credit for that. Um, Cause she's smart and witty and, and she'll tell you how it is too, right? You know, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not as bold as she is, um, but it, she speaks the truth. So you, you can't get away from it now when we talk about the opposites and we talk about those things that, um, create the opposites, you know, magnets push away from each other when you put the opposites together. And, and, and we were like that in a way for a long time, but now we're flipping around and magnets, ping, they stick together. Mm -hmm. That's, that's us. We're like those. That's right. That's right. I love you. I love you. You're too. so awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely serious. So what, what else did you have on that? Well, um, you got to learn to fight together and not separate. Yes. You got to yes. pray together. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got a section on that, too. You know, you want to read the Word of God about why husbands pray for their wives? Um, no, you, you got that. Okay. Yeah, go. So, in Ephesians 5, 26, that he, the husband, might sanctify and cleanse her, his wife, mm -hmm. with the washing of water by the Word. Yes. Our husbands can cleanse us. Yes. Matter of fact, it even goes as far as to say in Ephesians 5, 25 through 28, that husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy and to present her to himself as a radiant church. You are a radiant church. I receive. Yes. <laughs> Without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I love me. Because <laughs> I love you. That's, good. That's what it says, right? That's good. So, um, That's awesome. so, I, so I have come to know that my wife is my partner in all things, in all things now. 
It's not just me doing my thing, her doing her thing. Um, my goodness, this this past weekend, we spent a lot of time together. We even went out and sat in a deer blind together. And I remember you telling me the story of when you went hunting with your dad and there was a big buck out there. And your dad was like, all right, Suzanne, I'm about to shoot this. And she jumps up, run, deer, run. Run, run, get out of here. Terrible. I can handle it back then. That's I can okay. handle it now. Yeah, that's good. I have grown. <laughs> I have grown. All right, what else you got? Well, I was gonna talk about how we get to um, the process. Ooh, I like that. You know, you've you've started to think about um, communication in your marriage, and that Jesus says, "Remove the stone." Mm-hmm. What's the the stone, get the communication wedge out of your mm -hmm. marriage, out of your life, out of your head, out of your thoughts. You cannot be afraid anymore of going, okay, I need to sit down and talk to my husband. I'm worried about this or I'm concerned about something. Get it out. Sit down with him and tell him, don't be afraid that how he's going to react when you bring something you need, you know, prayer for or to talk about because you can say a prayer to God, God. Give my husband a receptive spirit. Mm -hmm. I need to come and talk to him about something that's bothering me. And I need my husband to be able to communicate with mm, me point. and reciprocate with me. Pray to God right before you go to your husband or your wife. Ask for an open line of communication to yep. be opened up yeah. in the oh, name good, of Jesus. Amen. And then come and bring your your, your point or, or your need or concern or your want or mm -hmm. your desire or something you don't like to your spouse and sit down and talk about it. You know, if it stays there hidden, the devil will use it against you. Mm -hmm. If you do not come out and get hidden sin out and hidden secrets, mm -hmm. it's a promise the devil will use that as a weapon against you and against him. So I pray that the line of communication start opening up in the marriages after this in the name of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was that verse you wrote, the two verses you wrote there? Oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. I know you wanted to get those out. So, one way you can um, be successful. Ooh. Be successful in your prayer time and communicating with your spouse is in 2 Corinthians 5.16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Mm -hmm. If you can stop seeing your spouse or even yourself from a human point of view and recognize that there are spirits that happen mm -hmm. that sit on them or rest on them or oh, attack them. What we're talking you, know, about earlier, yeah. you know, if you can recognize that, that there is a spiritual battle going on, there's mm -hmm. something spiritual going on in your husband, something spiritual going on in you, something spiritual going on in your wife, and you recognize it and yep. you see it, yep. and God's given you discernment about it, well, he has just revealed the enemy on your spouse. So you can use it as a strategic method of praying. Mm -hmm. What is attacking your spouse? If your spouse is angry, pray against anger. Mm -hmm. If your spouse is frustrated, pray against frustration. Decree and declare the peace of God mm -hmm. over your spouse and yourself, your marriage, everything. You know, in 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 10 5. 
We do not war in the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, yep. casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, what does that mean? That means thoughts, arrows. Yep. missiles yep. launched at your head mm -hmm. this area this area this is where the devil plays right yes, here in this, that, that playpen right there <laughs> you know he, the devil has launched things in that you have entertained in your ears or yep. thoughts that are not of jesus and if you can go ahead and start rebuking them immediately as soon as they start coming in Anything that comes in about your marriage, anything that comes in about your spouse, anything that comes in about you, you just rebuke it. You take it mm -hmm. captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus immediately. Don't play with it. Repent mm -hmm. and 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 get it out of you, right? So when you repent and you say, sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have thought about that or shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have done that, um, it doesn't mean you get to do it again, right? Repentance means you, you stop doing it and you move from it, you, you walk away from it, and, and you don't do it again. Now, there are other aspects of repentance that you can learn and we can teach you later on. But it, it, it's it's one of those things, like you said, uh, we're not dealing with, with flesh and blood. We're, we're, we're not conforming to the world because the who who owns and, and does everything that's, that's worldly? Well, the devil wants you to do everything that's worldly, right? God wants us to look towards him and live in the heavenly realms with him for eternal life. That's why he sent Jesus here to sacrifice, to be sacrificed, and for us to uh, have our uh, sins uh, forgiven from our good Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, God, for doing that. And, and that's the whole purpose of, of what we're here on earth to do, is to live in a way that pleases God so that we can have eternal life after we have taken our salvation, after we've been, after we've repented, after we've been baptized. And the old man goes under and dies, and the new man comes up alive and clean, right? That's what baptismal is. So those are the things that we have to look for. And, and our marriage has been repented of, our, our old marriage, our old marriage, the old stuff, has been repented of. We have been baptized. We have been not only baptized in water to be cleansed, but we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. who continues to, to work within us. Right. And, and through the raising of our children and through our community and through our churches and our continued growth that we have not only the relationship that we have with each other, but we have that connection with God and with Jesus that allows us to continue to grow with inside ourselves and with each other, which Proverbs 31 1, which this is interesting. And I know you like this because I've read it to you before a wife of noble character who can find. That was a question, by the way. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. I could lose everything today, and as long as I have her, I'm a rich man. How about that? How about that? That was even more. Oh, thanks. That was... <laughs> oh. That's very kind of you. Oh, did you like that? I did. I like it. Oh, good. Much, good. Um, there was one thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk about this earlier and I didn't bring it up. It was so good. I wanted to share it. So when we were growing in our relationship, you know, we were, we were believers, but we weren't followers. Right. And, and that was why our marriage suffered. You know, at one time we were Sunday champions and more and more than not, we were seven day sinners. 
Yeah. And, and we can't we can't be like that. We we have to be seven day lovers of God, helping other people, trying to to make sure that we are praising Him and praying with Him. Earlier, you talked about praying. A, a, a house that prays together stays together. We pray together um, all the time. Matter all of fact, a matter of fact, we wake up in the morning, we pray with each other. During the day, if I'm struggling with something, just the other day I called her and I said, hey, I need you to pray for me. And and I was I was struggling with something and she so she prayed for me. And, mm, gosh, you know, those spirits just flee when you when you declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and she'll call me, hey, I need you to pray for me. Um, you did that today. Um, so I so I prayed for her. And boom, she, you know, she she was able to produce and get 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 those things out of her. So praying is a big part of not only a relationship, but making sure that you're still continuing to develop, develop that closeness with God. So, um, another part of our relationship, um, that the Bible says in, and helps us with is, and I know it's kind of a sensitive subject, but, um, you know, the, the word is, is an aphrodisiac. Um, it was very few and far between. And, and, and I'm not going to get personal, but in 1 Corinthians 7, 3, it says the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. Mm -hmm. So when you are equally yoked and you're working with God, part of that threefold cord, right? That strand, there's a mutual benefit in the, in you both believing in Jesus Christ as our savior. So Philippians 2, 5 says in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So if she didn't believe in Jesus and I did, and we were trying to make this whole thing work, we'd probably struggle a little bit with that. I'd pray and pray and pray for her to join, but it's so much easier that we both are following the Lord and, and getting our getting our fill of, of Jesus Christ on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. So what else you got? Well, uh, one thing that's <laughs> going to help you real quick, after you can start communicating with your husband and with your wife, you start getting those secrets out, you start mm -hmm. repenting together, mm -hmm. and then you start... Um, you know, reading the Word of God together and praying together. Yes. Here you go, Mama Bears out there. Oh. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Mm -hmm. If a house is out of order and a wife is pushy or not doing what they're supposed to be doing or not mm -hmm. submitting to their husband, you're in a lot of trouble. And that you doesn't mean be a slave. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't do that. But the husband is supposed to be set as the spiritual leader, yep. as the head. But the husband has to work with the wife to make sure the family is being led and, and walking on the footsteps that God is putting in front of you. So, yes, the spiritual leader is the man of the house. However, he's got to work in tandem with the woman of the house. To make sure that everything else falls into place. That's exactly how God meant it to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's good. The husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, mm -hmm. and he is the savior of the body. Mm -hmm. Get things in order. Yep. God, husband, wife, children. Mm -hmm. No yep, other right. order. Right. No other order. Your children can't. You can't be worshiping your children, right. Mama. You can't be like saying, oh, but little Johnny needs this, this, and this. And then yep. you're not taking care of your husband. That is out of order. And the devil is rejoicing. Yep. The, the, oh, it's just, it's so terrible. And I had it 
You know, I had it out of order. We, I was. We, we all did. You know, we all did. And, and and as your children get older, your um, not your not well, yeah, your your authority or responsibility for them should be, you know, okay. So here you are, all their life until they're eighteen, right? When they get to eighteen, you need to start backing off and let them go do their thing, right? But if they are still under your dollar and you're still paying for them, then yeah, they still need to be, you know, obedient to what you, what you're coaching and what you're training. So one more, what you got? Oh my God. I just want to make sure everybody knows to communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, communicate. that's, that's so huge. And people say it all the time, but it's so true. And that's what we learned is, is once we started literally communicating and honestly communicating with each other. Everything just started falling into place. It was great. You know, confess your sins to one another Absolutely. so that you can pray for each Absolutely. other. So that you may be healed. Yes. Healed in your soul. Yes, yes. You know? Healed in your heart and your spirit. Get well. Yeah, right. You know, get well. <laughs> get well. Get rid of unforgiveness. Literally, everything started to yes. uh, fall into yes. place. The, the whole, day the whole God told thing. me... Yeah. Um, I had to, I, I love my daddy. I yeah. love my dad. Yeah. I had to go and forgive my dad. Not only did I have to forgive my dad, God showed me that many things were going horribly wrong in my health, mm -hmm. in, in my head, mm -hmm. everything. Because of a root of bitterness, I spiraled out of control mm -hmm. since I was 15 years old. All because of unforgiveness so don't let that happen to you don't don't and if it if it's happening to you now you need to get rid of it you know quickly. yeah quickly so so our job here uh is to really just let somebody know that if your marriage um is is on the rocks or it's been on the rocks and it's been banging up against the rocks and you're start trying to still redefine insanity by banging your head and banging your marriage up against the rocks um, the, the one thing that I know will help you uh, release yourself from that torment and torture is Jesus Christ and his forgiveness. The forgiveness of sins that he gave us on the cross over 2,000 years ago. The forgiveness of sins and the forgiveness of things that your spouse has done to you is going to release you from all of that. I can't say it's the cure-all for be-all, but what I can say is that it will absolutely head you in the right direction. It is, it is the, the one-way street to a reconciled marriage. Our marriage was, I mean, it was... It was over. It was over. It was over. We were making plans. Mm -hmm. of what was going to happen on that Monday after the whole fallout on Friday. We went to church on Sunday. Our spiritual mother came over on Sunday morning and prayed for us. Next thing you know, hallelujah, I saw my wife's countenance. While, my, while, while she was praying for my wife, I saw my wife's countenance literally physically change from the, her head to her toes right there in front of me after after our spiritual mother prayed for her for 40 minutes and 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 i i didn't know what was going on it was it was incredible it was i couldn't i couldn't even i can't even describe it it's and i have pretty good words but i can't even describe that and then when she was done with her she turned over and looked at me and said your turn and i was like i don't know i don't want any part of that but she did about 20 minutes of praying for me and everything it was like a cleansing of the soul 
It would, that's exactly that's we the best word. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It was a cleansing of the soul. <laughs> yeah. So any of you out there that are watching this right now, take it from us who went through years and years and years of torment and challenging with the devil just plucking and pulling and tearing and stretching and and it was horrible. Um, I love my wife and I, I couldn't have a better marriage today if it wasn't for Jesus Christ and our spiritual mother coming and introducing us back to, to Jesus and getting us on the right path. So I, I, I will pray for you and my wife will pray for those that are out there. You know, reach out to us. Tell us what's going on. We'll, we'll help you the best way we can. You can reach out to us um, on uh, um, Facebook, Glory to God. Um, there's two different versions of it. There's one with a gold shield. That's a good one. It has GG on it. You can send that one to us. Send us messages. Um, and if, if you want to reach out to us, just reach out to Woodlands Online and they'll get you in touch with us as well. So, um, that's all I got. Well, I want to decree and declare over the people. Yes, watching. please do. First off, if you're a married couple, if you had marital relations before you got married, the first thing you should do tonight is repent for fornication. Mm. Make it right with God. That's that bitter coffee, girl. You, you don't want uh, any unrepented sin mm -mm. going into your marriage or your children or your children's mm -mm. children. God speaks about it all over in the New Testament. Yep. Fornication, fornication. Repent for fornication. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lord, Father God, I, I feel a sense of urgency mm. to decree and declare over the marriages that are watching this right now. I encourage everybody that's watching this right now that you got to speak life over your marriage. You got to decree and declare the word of God. Women, you got to say, My husband loves me just as Christ loved the church. Yes, say it over and over and over. God hears your prayers. Yes. He's listening to you, woman of God. You know, decree and declare of your marriage therefore what god has joined together let no man separate yes, my marriage jesus. in the name of jesus. Yes, jesus you gotta bind up all wicked thoughts in your mind about your marriage in the name of jesus you gotta take them all captive in the name of jesus, yes, jesus. i speak healing over your marriage speak healing over your own marriage in the name of jesus decree peace Peace fall on my husband. Peace fall on me in the name of Jesus. Thank Peace you. fall on my marriage in the name of Jesus. Decree and declare the joy of the Lord is your strength yes. in your husband and yourself. Tell, tell God, decree into the, the heavenly realms. My husband, my wife is a righteous man or woman of God. Yes. And, and just call it into existence in the name of Jesus. Just speaking uh, life, you know. Say it. Say what you want. Say your de desires. Say, you know, decree and declare by the living word of God what you want, what you desire. Stand for your marriage. Fight for your marriage. And, and let God know you're ready. Right. Let your husband know. Let your wife know you're ready to fight. Don't give up. There are people suffering because they're giving up. There are children suffering because their parents are giving up. Fight for something. And you know what? Another thing is the holidays. So uh, this also off. It's the holidays. <laughs> we're, 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 people are getting so busy running here, running there. And, and I do it too. 
but I have an amazing marriage right now. Before you rush off to go into somebody else's family and, you know, and, and holiday festivities, why don't you just sit right there in your living room and, and please your husband or your husband, please your wife and make it right. Why don't you try and make them happy before you go out and try to please all the other families here, you know, Thanksgiving. Amen. Be thankful for your wife. Be thankful for your husband. Be thankful for what you got right there underneath your nose before you go off and try and just think, oh, everything's okay when it's not. Yeah. And make it right right there Good point. with your spouse Good point. in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Whew. So um, let's just end with a quick, quick, oh, I'm a, just a Holy Spirit in me. So let's just uh, finish with a quick prayer. So Lord, I come to you right now, and I just thank you so much for the prayer and the, and the declaration that Suzanne just gave to all these couples. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, if there's anyone out there that is seeking an answer, they, they tell them and let them know, pull them closer to you so they know that they can come to you, Lord. Give their lives, give their hearts, give their spirits over to you, Lord, and let you guide them through the rest of their lives, through the rest of their days. We ask that you uh, give good uh, feelings to all of those marriages out there that they can speak to each other, talk to each other, communicate to each other. And Lord, we pray for our government and for our, 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 our counties and, and for all the people that uh, we love and we go to church with, we pray for all the believers of Jesus Christ and we pray for the ones that aren't believers in Jesus Christ, that they'll come to you one day and they'll seek salvation, Lord. We just thank you for all of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thank you for watching. Glory to God on the go. We appreciate you. You can find us on woodlandsonline.com. Uh, Give us a big thumbs up on Facebook, right? Or double thumbs up or a big smiley face or whatever other emoji, heart emoji that you love it. Uh, whatever you can. And like I said, if you want to send us a message, send us a message and we'll uh, we'll gladly answer to you. So watch us again next week on Glory to God on the Go. It's Suzanne Bruder, Scott Bruder, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.